You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the wall of freedom. Big boost for the economy as the U.S. wrestles with rising prices and the intensifying conflict in Ukraine. The Labor Department reported that employers added 678,000 new jobs last month. The unemployment rate fell to 3.8 percent. The Hispanic unemployment rate fell by half a percent last month, while the black unemployment rate fell by three-tenths of a percent. With us now to take a closer look at all of this, the U.S. Labor Secretary, Marty Walsh. Secretary, it's great to see you. What does this jobs report tell us about the state of the, the labor market? Well, it shows that the labor market's strong. Uh, it shows that 90% of, of all jobs that were lost uh, in May, um, uh, March, and April of 2020 have come back. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it, we will not surrender for it now or ever. Welcome back, Patriots. This is the Gunny on the Patriot Cause. Today, we're going to discuss the future of America. I don't like doing politics. But this is a very important subject to talk about because the future of America will be decided in November of 2022. And we'll get into why I'm saying that. You go back to the introduction of the labor secretary specifically talking about how the numbers of the employment has dropped to 3.6% in May of 2022. And he uses April and May of 2020 as an example of that. What was going on during that time frame? The country was locked down. Therefore, we had a 14.7% unemployment rate because people couldn't get jobs because all the businesses were locked down. And Trump did his best, and he did a great job of correcting that and doing the things that are necessary to get people back to work. In February of 2021, which is a month after Biden became president, the unemployment rate went from 14.7 in April 2020 to 6.2 in February of 2021. And then this new puppet took over. So, what I'm going to prove to you is the fact that these people are lying. 
What I mean by that is they think in their minds, they're the ones that are causing this increase in unemployment. Yes, more people are getting more jobs because they have no choice. They have to get into the workforce. They have to go back to work because we're not locked down anymore. And this is what they're talking about. So this is from MSNBC. Democrats' chances in 2022 midterm elections are better than doomsdayers or doomsayers predict. And this is from Dean Abidala as a communist, communist, columnist for MSNBC. And this is what he says. Are you sick and tired of hearing so-called political experts predict that Democrats are going to lose badly in the year's midterms? I'm not. They may be. But I'm not. But this is his reasoning why the Democrats should not be afraid. Apparently, it doesn't matter that in President Joe Biden's first year, 6.6 million new jobs were reported because the country started opening up. That's why that happened. The strongest first year of job gains of any president since our government began collecting such data in 1939. This is how these people lie. And they're saying that they're in, increasing and doing better in this administration than the past administrations. But they will not compare it to the lockdowns and to the closing of businesses. They won't compare it to that. They're only comparing it to the first year of Biden's presidency, which, by the way, unemployment was 6.2%. Nor does it appear to matter that unemployment is down from 6.7%. In the former president, Donald Trump's last full month in office, to 3.8%, and that wages are up 5% over the past year. Okay, so wages are up 5%, but the economy and everything now costs anywhere between 35 and 50%. You get what I'm saying? Because of their administration. But this is what they're going to do. They're going to drive this unemployment rate as a surprise and what we have done. But just because you got a new job at a 5% overall rate change doesn't mean your life is better. It's 10 times worse. So how do we fix this? How do we as American citizens actually do something with this? We got to change 
the environment of the House and the Senate, first off. And then in 2024, we need to elect a president that cares about America and everything we do and fuel economy based on what we produce and not the globalist bullcrap that this president is talking about. He is damaging us for a purpose. He is making us go to green environment, which has been proven over and over again. It is not ready for this world to adopt, but they don't care. There's a total of 469 seats in the U.S. Congress that are up for election in November. 34 seats in the Senate and 435 House seats are up for election. So you have to understand that. We have an opportunity in this country, whether you're a Republican or Democrat, to actually vote for a constitutional person to represent us in Congress. Because the majority of them don't care about the Constitution. And two of them that are there or speaking up, and everybody else is not. Lorraine Bobbert and Major, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. These are two people that if it was up to me, we would have a full Congress like these two people, and America would change to the good overnight. It's got nothing to do with your lifestyle, whatever. It's politics and controlling the federal government deficit and spending money, all of that. doesn't matter who you are as a person in America. What matters is you got the right people in the House and the Senate that can control this swamp from spending money. And if anybody thinks for a second, one second, that the results of the last two years of Congress spending out-of-control money, there's something dead in your mind. And this is why we have the inflation. And they refuse to understand that. So this is from Politico talking about the forecast of the election. Now, Politico is a far left-wing publication. And you can go to the show notes, click on the link, and this is what it's going to tell you. Again, this is the left. They're worried, they're concerned, and they should be. The Senate leans towards Republican. This is what they're saying. The new vote that's coming out is the Senate is leading towards Republican. 
and the House is likely to be Republican. And rightfully so. I don't agree with all the Republicans. That's not the point. But at least majority of them are conservative. And if giving the opportunity, they will stop this overreaching government crap and stop the president from doing what he is doing and be able to lead this country in the right direction. So I'm going to play you a YouTube video from the Heritage Foundation, which I think is awesome, because we have to understand the difference between a conservative and a progressive and why these people think the way they do. And if you elect them and you put them in these positions, you're going to get what they think. how they believe that life is supposed to be lived and how many of them do not understand and or care about the Constitution. It's all about power. So here's the difference between a conservative and a progressive person in our government today. What's the difference between a conservative and a progressive? Here are three examples. Number one, conservatives and progressives have different views about individuals and communities. Conservatives ask, what can I do for myself, my family, my community, and my fellow citizens? Progressives ask, what is unfair? What am I owed? What has offended me today? And what must my country do for me? The traditional American ethic of achievement gives way to the progressive ethic of aggrievement. As opposed to a variety of individuals making up one American community, progressives seek to place individuals in a variety of competing communities. The first creates unity. The second, identity politics. Number two, conservatives and progressives have different views about diversity and choice. For progressives, Different ethnicities and gender identities are welcomed, but a variety of opinions and ideas are not. Just look at two areas of public life dominated by the left. On college campuses, free speech is under attack. If you're a conservative working at a social media company or using one of their platforms to share your views, you may find your job eliminated or your account deleted. And when it comes to choice, Progressives love the word, but they don't want it to apply to our decisions on education, healthcare, and even how and where we live out our religious faith. Conservatives take a different approach. Parents, not the zip code they live in, should choose a school that is best for their child. We all need healthcare, but we don't all need the same kind or same amount. And while people should be free to live as they choose, no one should be forced to endorse or celebrate those choices if it violates their religious beliefs. Conservatives say people should have choices. Progressives say one political solution fits all. Number three, conservatives and progressives have a different view of we the people. Whether it's the Second Amendment, 
immigration, or putting limits on abortion, if we the people don't pass laws progressives approve, they turn to judges, executive orders, and government bureaucrats behind closed doors to overturn the will of voters. Whatever one may think about the wisdom of hiking the minimum wage, banning plastic straws, or removing controversial historical monuments, conservatives believe voters closest to the issues should be the ones making such decisions for their communities, not lawmakers in Washington or a panel of judges five states away. To sum it up, conservatives believe in individual rights, not special rights. Conservatives believe in allowing Texas to be Texas and Vermont to be Vermont. And conservatives believe we the people can vote with our feet about where we want to live and under what laws we want to live under. There you have it, the difference between a conservative and a progressive. And it all goes back to the Constitution. The Constitution is conservatism. It is our concrete way of ensuring that this country can live free and the society can live with each other. However, if the society on a whole rejects the Constitution, then this is the turmoil that we're living in, which we have a huge, huge minority. 30% of Americans want to eliminate the Constitution. And this is very, very bad for this country. We have never, ever been in this situation that we're in today. We're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the Democratic optimism on the common economy has collapsed. So even the Democrats are realizing that the economy is collapsing under this administration. They're feeling the heat in their lives. And hopefully they'll understand that. And maybe they'll understand the reason behind it is because of the massive government spending. This is why they're struggling today, even as a Democrat. We will be right back. Hi, everybody. Gather around. I'm here to give you anything you like. You want free college, energy, mortgages, <laughs> whatever you like. You have come to the right place. Why? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Who can take your money? With a twinkle in their eye. Take it all away and give it to some other guy. The government. The government. The government can. The government can. And who can tax the sunrise? Who can tax the trees? Let you run a business and collect up all the fees. The government. The government can. The government can. And the government can, cause they mix it up with lies and make it all taste good. Make it all taste good. The government takes everything we make to pay for all of their solutions. Like health care, climate change, pollution, 
just throw away the Constitution. I wrote that, thank you. And who can give a bailout? Tell us to behave. And make the founding fathers roll over in their grave. The I don't care if you hate me, I'm gonna sing it anyway. Oh, the government can. And the government can go to mix it up with lies and make it all yummy, 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 yummy. The government takes everything. They're all power hungry and malicious. Their economics are fictitious. Soon we'll have to eat our dish. Yeah. Delicious. And who can be a failure? In so many ways, and instead of getting fired, hey, we'll give ourselves a raise. California, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> if the government can provide all of this stuff that the Democrats say that they want, then why are they optimistic about the economy collapsing? Because they're realizing, I guarantee you, the Democrats are real not the leftists, not the crazy people. The Democrats are realizing this administration is collapsing America. And I got proof for this. This is from Breitbart. Good website, get good information. Once Biden took office in March of 2021, 67% of Democrats said the economy was getting better. And just 11% said it was getting worse, according to the civics tracking poll. This shift was particularly striking given the actual trajectory of the economy. By the first quarter of 2022, Real GDP growth actually turned negative. That's how the economy is based on. And GDP is the output of a country based on productivity. And growth of the GDP is a sign the economy is doing good. Real wages declined despite unemployment returning to the pre-pandemic Trump-era lows, which I already proved to you. Comparing April of 2020 when Trump was the highest unemployment because of the lockdowns, and then by February, it was down to 6.2 when he handed the government back over to the Democrats. The economy was recovering to an objectively worse state than we had experienced before the pandemic. This fantasy of an economy booming could not last as it did not. Don't care about the unemployment numbers. What we care about is when you go to the grocery store, when you go to the gas station, that's the real economy. I don't care about employment numbers that these people make up. The most recent civics tracking poll shows 41% of the 
of Democrats now say the economy is getting worse. That's good news. And just 24% say it's getting better. So these brickhead individuals are finally realizing through their pockets, through paying for services, paying for items, are realizing this is crap. And it's putting a strain on my financial situation in America. So this is a great example of the differences. And do you think for a second that these Democrats, that this administration would go back to compare April of 2020 to February of 2021 and show how hard Trump worked to ensure the economy came back? This administration is riding on the ducktails of the previous administration and they're saying that they did this. Absolutely not. The reason that the unemployment numbers are, are going down is because we're no longer locked down. But the economy, because of the Democrats' spending, is going way up. And because of their policies of shutting off the oil, shutting off transportation, supply chains, that they can't handle. This is why we're in the situation that we are. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Please share it far and wide. This is the Gunny. A Ford and a Chevy It'll still last ten years Like the should The best of the free life Is still yet to come The good times ain't over for good